But um, man, it's a world building. Yeah. World Greg, building. ask us something. I'll ask you something. Greg's entertained, man. Yeah, Greg's a world builder, too. He's, in, in he's taking a break. Here, I dropped the link to the group and, and the and the sign-up page for the con. Yeah, very and, awesome. Thank you. So, you know. And my okay. personal comic talk with Pops page. If you want to go check that out. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So, yeah. so with world building, I, I guess, like, how do you start building your world? I know that's the question that I get the most. How do you, what comes first? You know, like, like the chicken or the egg, what comes first, the character or the world? You know, I hate that question. And, yeah. And it's a weird, it's a weird question. Cause you're like, I don't remember. Depends on the day. Well, <laughs> or it depends, depends on the, on the day. day too. Yeah. I mean, cause um, I, I don't try to put myself into that box. Yeah. Exactly. You know what it starts with for me is a piece of paper and a pen. Exactly. And then whatever comes out of my brain goes on the piece of paper. Yep. It's it's a way to empty out your brain and to get a whole bunch of thoughts mm -hmm. and uh, and then see what you can put together like from that. Exactly. And I know there's been times where I can just be sitting here and I'll just see something and then it create yep. a, a character will come from that or I'll see something else. And the idea, not necessarily a, an entire new world, but it's almost like, you know, they say like your subconscious is working, always working in the background. So it's like if I if I was trying to figure out how, oh, man, how can I make this work in the world that, in the world that I have now? And then I'll see something else. And it was like, it'll fix itself. And I'm like, oh, this is where I can add it. You know, and that's one of the reasons why I said earlier, telling people, like, don't don't rush the process. A lot of people want to rush the process. Um, and it's not really a good idea. Uh, we, we, we see now in Hollywood and in some newer comics what rushing can can do, dude. Um, and as small press creators, there's no yeah. purpose in it because exactly. God knows once you start putting a book into production, you're gonna find out real quick how long it takes to get a book exactly. done. Exactly. You can't just, I mean, so if you're gonna waste all your time trying to make, I'm trying to think of how many people. I can't even put a number on it. And Tier, I'm sure you'll agree with this. Mm -hmm. I don't know how many people have come to me and said, "Oh, I got this universe of mm -hmm. 250 characters and." Uh, it's going to be this huge sprawling epic and blah blah blah. They still haven't even put out the first book. Yes, they haven't put out the book. <laughs> it's because you're you're spinning your wheels because you're trying to fit out figure out how to fit 250 characters in that yeah. world. <laughs> let it you let know? it build itself. It Start organic. with their first story and just go from mm -hmm. there. Just like I had another creator one time tell me they were like, "You're doing too much. You should just start with one title." And I'm looking at them like, "I did start with one title. <laughs> yeah, these now are the I got to the point I'm doing too much. <laughs> exactly. Like, these <laughs> are the babies of that one title. Like mm -hmm. that one title had kids, and they were like, um." Well, what's the other title? At? I can't. I can't print it now because if I print it, game over. That's that's yeah, like yeah. That's the end of the story. I can't do that now. I mean, it's the end of the story, but right. I made changes to where it's not the end. Just like Pops was saying, you want to keep building. So I figured that out early. I was like, man, if I introduce that, you know, which is what built the entire world, is that the end of my saga? And so, because I didn't rush it, I came up with an idea. Um, you know, and I like to thank Michio Kaku for that. But he he, I read his book about uh, parallel universes and stuff, and their ideas, science's ideal, how they work. Um, and I created an idea that will make it to where things don't end. Things change yeah. drastically, yeah. but things don't end. You know, so um, so that helped out. That helped out. And that's uh, another thing in world building research. Like I, I've seen so many people who will say, 
well, I don't want to research real stuff or I don't want to research other stories or I don't want to research tropes because tropes are overdone or I don't want to, you know, I don't want to look at science because You're this is hate till then. Exactly. You know, it's like, I don't. I, <laughs> I know That's the whole point of that book. <laughs> playing off of tropes. <laughs> yep. And it's like, I've heard people even say, too, because somebody asked me, like, where'd you get this idea? Oh, well, I, um, I, or I got, I ordered like a whole stack of Michio Kaku, you know, just theoretical, theoretical physicist type ideal, right. you know, books and read them to beef my mind up and try to figure out how I can do things. And they're like, well, it's fake. So why you want to include real science? I'm like, because we know real science works in most cases. So, so it kind of helps you build that world. Just like whenever, um, and then I'm going to stick my issue one. I thought it was crazy when I first thought about it. I'm like, how the hell am I going to have this man go to the other side of the universe like this without, um, you know, with, with, you know, in his plane, you know, how, how's this going to work? Right. And then of course, after researching and reading and stuff, I start finding out things about, um, different ideas on how certain life or how we can travel the universe and all this other stuff and started learning about pocket black hole, you know, pinhole black holes and all this other stuff. And I'm like, oh, maybe they travel by opening up a small contained black hole. He's too close. Guess what happens? He's pulled through the black hole, you know, world building. <laughs> all he of got that. Farscape. Yeah, he got Farscape. That's exactly how he got Farscape. Yeah, man. I, you know, in the same vein, uh, with our whole universe, the whole Catalyst Comics universe is based on the idea of hyper-evolution. And it's just that humanity has begun hyper-evolving. It's always been a thing in the background. So when people read Fire by Night, they'll realize it's been around since mm -hmm. before about the 1100s. Wow. But um, now it's starting to really progress and starting to really pop off more and more. Um, but when you start researching that stuff, not only does it give you context for the stories you're writing, but like for me, there's this one thing that happened when I was studying the actual, uh, pun completely intended, the evolution of evolution. Um, when I, when I was studying that origin and the different players, I was like, oh man, well, this just gave me a cool idea. If I ever want to tell this whole, like early on st story, then this is what I'm going to use. So I have all that stuff to the side, but I've never written an ending to the Catalyst Comics superhero universe. I have, um, and in fact, Greg uh, got got the idea off of me to, to be mapping, like map, map out your story, like a visual map. So now you guys will see every time we put out one of our new CCU titles, I'll post that picture again with a line through the next title that came out. And um, and so for me, it's all leading up to that crossover. And then I know the stories that are coming after that crossover. But beyond that, I have a few of these stories that I think would be cool in the future. One of them would be like a while off. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't have a particular ending for the CCU stuff. Now, Welcome to Everville has an ending. One Last Job has an ending. Like all these other stories, I do write endings for. Mm -hmm. And so I try to write the ending and then just get playful with the whole in-between part. Yeah. I don't like dragged on long stories. I think that's a big problem we see in like Marvel and DC. Um, you know, people love these characters. That's great. But I don't like 12 issue arcs where, you know, issue one, half of issue two, and then the last two issues are really good. And that whole middle section is just fluff. And it's just like pointless stuff. I, I don't mind <laughs> a 12 book arc. I don't like the. I have to buy 15 different titles to get the whole story. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yep. You're going to do a crossover. You do it like they did back in the day, Avengers versus Defenders. You do it for a couple months, cross them back and forth, and that's it. 
Mm -hmm. yep. I got to get this book and 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 this. Come on, man. Um, um, Dark Knight and or not <laughs> that was Batman Who Laughs series. Uh, whatever. You know, Batman's 30 <laughs> titles. Yeah. <laughs> the whole thing was ridiculous. Um, they did the same thing with my favorite Ascardians. You know, when they did that, it, I mean, I couldn't, I wasn't going to buy all those titles to get that story. I'm not a fan of all those books. Yeah. Fan of some of those books. Guess which ones I got. Those I'm books. Fan of. Nope. And so I'm missing out on half the story because you guys are getting all crazy marketing. It ain't, you know, I mean, it's like crossover is great, but my God, let's keep it, let's, yeah. keep, you know, within the respectability. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like it's when it's just a money throw, man. Come on, you're not getting my money that way. Yep. It's like I and it's funny you mentioned that because that was one of the things I thought about too in, in the process of building my world. Cause most creators, even though a lot of people say they don't think about the future, they just think about them. But I tend to like I every time I'm writing something, my mind drifts off to another title or it drifts off to to the future of this title or the future of that character to to make sure that even the past, to make sure that in that present they're doing what will lead them to who they're trying to be and yep. they're kind of keeping into even though people can change and change their mind and do different things it's still kind of leading them you know from the, from their past events that's how they got there yep but <clears throat> but even with that i'm thinking about i was thinking about my crossovers because i do have a crossover plan which is going to be a massive crossover uh cypher team is already leading into that because you're going to start Issue three in particular, you're going to start learning about the past because Cypher team kind of, even though it's a new team, two members of the team were um, heroes like, you know, over a decade ago. They were part of the original team, you know. So this new group, they've been training together, you know, and all this other stuff. So they're, vet, you know, they're vetted. You know, you have the two that were heroes once before. You had two members who, one was in the United, um, he was Marsoc in the United States Marines and the, uh, the other one, she was... Um, a British Marine commando, and then you have the ninja who everybody loves, Kunoichi. <laughs> you know, so they're all trained in their thing. But Cipher Team, since is the flagship, is that book that's um, already kind of ahead of everything else. Um, but as I was thinking about the crossover, which is going to go to Cipher Team, I thought about the same thing that Pops was saying. I'm like, do I make it to where each title has a piece of it? Or do I keep it at one title or do I just create, okay, this is the crossover saga. And once it's done, that's it. And then See, it goes back. That's what time. I'm doing. Is, yeah, and that's what I thought about doing myself. Is I'm leading up to when all of them cross over and it's going to be like a, a trilogy of, you know, bigger books. Yeah. And then after that, it's going to go back to all their individual stories. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so it's kind of a fallout of what happened after that. Mm -hmm. Um, so but, yeah, I mean that's I like that better because you get that self-contained story. Yeah, you all to one to one place and put yep. in the story. You're not making yep. you go buy that book and 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 that yep. book. Exactly, so, exactly. And plus, I think it'd be better to do that, you know, because then in the end, when it's done, somebody can go back and either buy the entire trade 
of all of those, you know, of all of that, or just have like a, a floppy case of all the. Well, the other advantage too is if they're getting that just that trilogy. Mm-hmm. Let's say they only read one of your series, yeah, and then so, they got that trilogy. Yeah. Then they're yep. going to be like, "Oh wait, what about these other characters? Exactly. I got to go back." Because <laughs> yep. that, that's what you want. You want mm-hmm. customers to come back. They're into this, and then they might follow three out of it. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. And it, and it doesn't make them confused because I know I've had a, it. And it's it's funny you mentioned that, like, because I've had a lot of people ask me, like, "Oh, where do I start?" And I'm like, "It's it's it's just getting. You can start anywhere. Like the way that I set the thing things up, you can literally pick up any title. You're gonna hear about another title in those titles to where you can say, "What are they talking about?" And then you can branch out to that. Right. But it's not like, oh, you got to start with this one and then go to this title and then come back to this title and then go over here. You know, well, that's where that whole ground and foundation and, and kind of the whole grid work comes in because it's the same way with ours where the Council of Elders are the glue of the, of the bad guys that's holding the whole universe together. But as you read one title, you're going to realize, oh, well, this seems like something that I remember reading in one of those other titles when mm-hmm. tied in somehow. Yeah. Um, it's just having that foundation built first. And I think that's something that too many people skip when they're yes. building um, these bigger universes. Yeah that they skip that whole foundational level of what is tying all of these together. Why mm-hmm. are they part of the same universe? Mm-hmm. Yep. And if, like for me, OneNote is my friend. I have so much stuff mapped out in OneNote. It is. Yeah. If I lost it, if I like, if that file disappeared, I would. <laughs> oh, dude, I, all my stuff, like I have backed up on two different external hard drives. Yeah. Flash drives. Cause I don't trust any of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's, that's how I'm like every, every, um, I'll say probably about every two weeks, I'll save the file, you know, just bring it down and, and then put it two different places just in case, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, why I love real comics and not digital because if the power goes out, you got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> if the power goes out, you got no comics, you got no art, you got nothing, you don't got no lights, you're lucky. See, if you're like me, you got a candle and a whole bunch of comic books to read. <laughs> but, but, Pops, you know what we get out of digital? We don't have to pay shipping. (laughs) That's the best thing about it. In some cases, it's wonderful because there's some books I don't want to touch. I don't even So digital is a good thing. Then there's always people want me to read their stuff and they want my opinion of their stuff ahead of time. So, of course, they send me the digital. But then it's like, okay. But now I still, the collector in me says, I still got to have it in my hands. I still have to, you know, I'm a collector. Mm-hmm. You know, we got Stan and Stan and everybody on the wall back here. You know, I collect comic books. And as as much as I understand digital and as much as I understand, especially worldwide shipping right now, by all means, put out a digital copy of your book on your Kickstarter. <laughs> Trying to ship worldwide right now. Bang. Yeah, no, you know? yeah, not even worth it. So, uh, yeah, I'm all about that. But at the same time, I got to have it. Oh yeah, I'm the same way. I'm a I'm a collector as well. But it, for me, I realize the the deeper I get into the creative side of stuff, the more selective I am over which thing I'm getting digital and which thing I'm getting physical. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want I, I want it to count. Like if I'm going to drop money and get something physical, um, but yeah, like three dollar digital. I mean, yeah, I'll grab just about anybody's book for three dollar digital. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much, pretty much. Um, I, man, I had another question. Now I can't think oh. of it. Uh-oh. Greg, come on, man. <laughs> hey, Greg, I'll ask you because you're building a world too. Like, how do you approach your world building? Oh, God. If you bring up Max, I'm leaving the string right now. 
<laughs> We're not the uh, only world builders up here, Greg. <laughs> and move uh, your camera down. Jeez. I don't, don't want to. All I see is you're, you're above your chin. <laughs> My face? <laughs> no, above your chin. <laughs> I get, Thank uh, you. Oh, look, a person. He does have a chin. That's right. Yeah. He's not chinless, Greg. Uh, I don't even... Well, I don't even know how to start uh, <laughs> maps. Maps. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you showed wow. him something world changing. <laughs> um. Well. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it's just a lot. Yeah. See, Aaron didn't want to hear about maps. So I told he you I was going to leave. If you brought up maps. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, we have a video game that coincides with it all. Mm-hmm. That's coming out. Starting to come out next year. Um, and everything is built around the Seer Chronicles and then it, the solo series, but like it's just like what you guys said, like you don't have to read all of it mm-hmm. to like know what story is what. Like the Seer Chronicles is the main story, so like that'd be cool if like people bought that one at least because mm-hmm. <laughs> all the other characters come in to that at some point. So, but, Seer Chronicles, um, that's, your, that's your flagship. That's why I think yeah. it's good, especially for indies. Like if you're going to do connected universe like have a flagship because i remember i mentioned that to someone i was like well cypher team is my flagship you have a why do you have a flagship because it's it's my goal is my my goal post it's the ship that's in the middle that's leading the all all the other ship you know um mine was accidental because i didn't go into it with the idea of a flagship Mm -hmm. um because there was all these yeah um It just became it. Yeah. I always created him as the character everybody would like kind of just fall in love with and just for the humor and for there's still that element of darkness, but you know that, you know, there's something bigger building. Mm-hmm. Um, but even though Paradigm was the first book, Tilt kind of just took on its own little fan base. And uh, I was like, yeah, screw it. Let's go with it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to fight the tide. Yeah. Chronicles was like my original, like over 1200 page story that I wrote. And then I broke that into like a gazillion issues and uh then everybody really like ink so i guess i have to make another one of those uh, <laughs> oh man <laughs> they like my stuff man it's <laughs> weird man yes yeah. it's you still weird but people say really nice stuff exactly ask you when's the second one coming out i it, just read it and i'm like oh well yeah. do you have like three thousand dollars Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's like a mixture of because like, all I heard when you said when's the second one coming out is I gotta run another campaign. Yep. <laughs> you just yeah, told I'm me already sweating. Yeah, like you just told me you're gonna back it. Just like I've had a lot of people ask me, like, when is Stars Two coming out? I'm like, well, I'm in the process of inking it. But when is it coming out? I need about another thousand dollars to finish that. Yeah, see, you just <laughs> you just hit on something that drives me nuts when I when I talk to other indie creators and they say, man, you gotta keep. The momentum, you can't wait a year between books and all that kind of foolishness. Yeah. That is crap. That's a load of crap. If yeah. people like your project will, and they like they your product, your characters, they will wait mm-hmm. and they'll come back. And I know that from experience now. Yep. They will come back. It's it's I mean, it's just consumerism. It's if you see something you like, you you get it, you like it. If they do another one, you're gonna go and you're gonna get it. And one thing I found out too is like with that time gap, it kind of makes people feel 
like it's a little more exclusive, especially yes. if you come out with a book that's actually good. Mm-hmm. So if if <laughs> like don't don't do like issue one. Issue one's a banger, and issue two is like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. You're gonna lose every customer you just had. You got to ramp it up, especially yeah, on the flagships. Yep, yep. It don't matter how well it's sold to people, how how pretty the marketing and the promotion and all of it is. That's great for the first book. Mm-hmm. You better make a good book. That's right. Exactly. What's selling the second? In the words of exactly. Yu-Gi-Oh, it's in the heart of the cards. Yep. Yep. You heard yeah, that's it. right. You heard it here. That's first. right. I just did it. <laughs> you heard it here first, and there you go. Pop, a collector. He's telling you. Books it's have to go get better and better, and that's what I did too. Like sells the second book. I I can promote the hell out of it, but if it ain't no good, I can't help you on book two. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Right. Our that's first. Like Seer Chronicles issue, um, it was kind of a. So um, we remastered that, and the second issue was like amazing. And we're like, wow, well, I'm gonna remaster the first one because one different artist, and uh, just the original first issue is just like all over the place. He didn't, the artist didn't add all of the stuff that I had in the script. Now I just want to know how bad was it? It wasn't like. The, some people said that they liked it, and I was like, "That's cool." But um, I did it, and I'm not I'm saying me. I'm saying that's what you said. <laughs> I'm, not, yeah, I'm not saying me. I, I got it. I liked it. Yeah, like some people are like, "You're a really good writer." I'm like, "Thank you." Which one did you read? <laughs> well, the the reason I say that though is because there's also a for us something that we noticed is the people that have backed us on every single project mm-hmm. were the ones that were there for the first one, yeah. and they're still coming back. And so they're seeing that growth as well. Mm-hmm. And so for us, we decided like Paradigm, I mean, I, God knows, like my lettering and it was first, it was Matt's first illustration uh, for for an actual comic. And I think we pulled it off rather well. I think it the story speaks for itself um, and it leads up to something that you want to see more of, which is great. You know, we kind of just hope for the best and it's stuck. Um, but the reason I say that is because I think there is something to that whole letting people see that growth. Um, I think those are the people that really get connected and you'll see them constantly coming back. So for us, I'm not going to remaster the first issue. I'll remaster it for the trade. Um, I was about to do that, but like Travis Gibb, (laughs) I actually asked him because he was one of the few that um, were confused by it. And like he wasn't the only one confused. There was a couple others. And uh, I was like, oh, okay, I guess I'll remaster it since it's so close to the first one still, but if we were like on issue, let me six, ask you this, Craig, did you have to pay to remaster it? Oh yeah. You shouldn't have remastered it. <laughs> I'm just going to, I mean, I'm just going to say it like it is though, because people see that growth, you know, because yeah. are those same people that said that, are they, did they support the second one? Yep. Cool. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> I, don't, I get what you're saying though. Cause I don't like for me, um, I've thought about that for my Arisha Exos, like my, which was the first book I printed, which is on the platform. Yep. Yep. (laughs) And that was the first one. That was the first one I I, I printed. And I'm like, my very first print was my learner print. Those books are in a safe in the middle on an island with a moat around it because they are horrible. (laughs) Where they they can hurt no one else. Oh my God. Yeah. Where they can hurt no one else. The first print ever. Uh, yeah, and this is the first print I Sovereign Comics ever released, and I think there's only really like there's only five of them out there in the world that sold. So whoever brought those five, thank you. 
And if this gets big, you're going to be billionaires because right. those, those books are seeing the light of day. Every, every famous and those five books, yeah, are priceless. Exactly, exactly. You know, because like because people came by and they looked at the book, like the letter, like. I know y'all see my books recently, so my lettering is way better. You know, I, I know how to actually um, set a page to where when it gets cut, it, it makes sense. You know, I know how to uh, cut down on my dialogue and all that other stuff, because that's things that I've learned while building my worlds and stuff like that. But that one was the first one. And I'm so glad I picked that title as the first, because if I would have did the flagship first, that would have been like, <laughs> That would have been it. I would have, I would have had to remaster. I would have had to definitely remaster, and it makes sense for that since you know since um, Seer Chronicles is kind of your your um, your flagship. Um, but Arisha X was like, I had this thick, like literally, it was like that thick, this thick black border that went around everything. And the panels were tiny, the lettering was tiny. Like people came by and looked at it, they're like, oh my god, I can't read this. I'm well, not that's right. that. with a magnifying glass. <laughs> exactly. Here you go. Here's your magnifying. You know, it's so horrible. But people like five, and I think they just did it to support. I don't know if they still have those books, but like you said, seeing that growth, I actually came across that book, came across that book. And then I came across the second print that I did of it because I learned a little more and I uh, reprinted, you know, I made those changes for my second print mm -hmm. and I'm just looking at them and I'm looking at both of them and I'm laughing to myself. I'm like, wow, like, wow, the growth is, it was humbling, you know, seeing that growth, even, even in the world building, even in the dialogue even in the character development, like all of that stuff, like things that I changed around. So like the now the print for the one that's on Seer Nova Comics, uh, the, the platform is the better print. Right, right. <laughs> that first one, that thing was cool. <laughs> oh my gosh. And, and like I said, it's locked away. I don't know. I thought about, because I thought about doing a, Risha, a Kickstarter for Arisha Exos. So what I might do is bring like five of those maybe out of hiding and put them up there as like a higher tier Heck like yeah. hey, mistakes and all this is the first print ever of this book absolutely these are the only others and after that there's only 10 in the world and, and yep. that's it you know and that's all you'll never and it'd be done um yeah i have leftovers of the original first issue of the seer chronicles and i'm just giving them away until i run out to kickstarter backers and yeah. like just like an extra thing to be like mm -hmm. here oh is this a collector's edition sure Pick me, pick me. There you go. I got you. <laughs> like, just like, don't get it graded though, because I'm pretty sure it's gonna. Well, actually, no, get it graded. I want to see how low it gets. <laughs> well, the paper stock's good. Yeah, it's good paper. <laughs> That's all they say. <laughs> it was like I was telling you when I was on your show, uh, talking about marketing and stuff. When my printer said, "Are you sure you want to do yeah. this?" Yeah, that was a that was a big that was warning a dead flag giveaway. That I, I was like, okay, I should have been like, nah, let, let me let me look at it. Maybe I did something wrong. They were like, "Are you sure?" And that's the reason why I stayed with that printer because they questioned. Dude, I <laughs> learned a lot head. about printing after our first book, but that's the way I look at that book, and it, it's also one of those things where I'm just I'm not going back, man. I got too much crap to do. I'm just going to keep pushing on. Um, I also want to spend more money to just go backwards. Yeah. Um, so, because the people that did read that, I think they'll be back for the second one, especially if they're still getting invested in this universe anyway. Because I've said it on our show a bunch of times. Um, you know, you guys read Tilt, you'll read Silhouette. When this crossover hits, is when people are going to realize I should have been reading Paradigm this whole time because mm -hmm. he really is like the Batman to the universe. He's integral um, and, and he has a lot of depth to his character as well. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I just, like I said, I'm just not going back. Mm -hmm. It is what it is. It's out there in the world. We still got copies, still sell it. People can get it. My bad lettering and all. 
<laughs> and I don't even, I mean, it is what it is, man. Just tell like, hey, bring up lettering, because I, I have a book in my collection, that, the very beginning, in the narration, it says something about a small flicker of light, but the letters in the word flicker are kind of crushed together so that the L and the I make a U. Oh, so you're already making me feel better. Yeah, oh, I, I don't have issues like that. Three times or four times in the first couple pages, it's like a little fucker alike. That's hilarious. I mean, if we're gonna That's be funny. honest, look at—I'm gonna say it—but look at some of the old DC and Marvel stuff. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm just saying. Hand lettering was a monster back then. Oh, yeah. Well, not even that, but like even yeah. some of the art was just. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Really and interns, was. man. Here's a question before we end this thing. <laughs> end goals. I don't have end goals. I just got further goals. Yeah. You got further goals. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, my only end goal is leaving a legacy. Boom. That's it. That's uh, it. I, I'll second that. My only end goal is for Tyr to leave a legacy. <laughs> <laughs> See? When Sovereign Commons gets big, I got an executive position for you. <laughs> John, honestly, my end goal in Catalyst is to be the editor in chief, and then just write other stories, yeah. and let um, let some of these ones that I've created give them to other writers to continue those superhero stories, um, and then just focus on focus on these other weird things that I'm writing. Yeah, that's the fun part too. My end goal as a non-creator is all of you guys' success, and if you look at the mission statement in my group, that's the first sentence. It's all about you guys' success. I appreciate so, that. That's my success. Somebody, every time somebody's book funds and I get to go out in my group and go, fund it on top yep. of it. Dude, that's my yep. high. You see, know, you, I'll keep doing what you're doing and I'll keep doing, I'll keep making sure people see it. Yeah. You know, you sold, your, you sold your group to me, Pops. I'm joining. <laughs> Definitely joining. But okay. okay. Well, I guess I got to end it now to. Aww. Do the next twenty million more live but if, streams. But if people yeah. miss, if hey, people miss me, I got a question for Greg today. I I got a question for Greg. Having done this eight times for a whole yeah, weekend, how you feeling right now, bro? <laughs> so you finally ate. You got something in your stomach. I'm still eating, but I'm still slowly. Eating. Got a yeah. whole day to go. Hold up, hold up, though. Greg's about to get another break at nine. Is all That's I'm saying. True. That's true. I actually get a, I actually get a break. I'm not doing it. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that. It's all night long. You sleep before you go to sleep. You think about all the day. Yep. And, all day. and then you're thinking about what could go wrong tomorrow. So he ain't gonna get no sleep tonight. Trust me. Oh, I and actually have to upload like a comic or two on our website. Um, uh -oh. I go to sleep. <laughs> I just do it tomorrow. Tomorrow, tomorrow <laughs> evening, he's gonna be like, man. Guys, if if you all miss me too much, you can come see me in an hour. I'll be yes. on on this uh, whatever this is, but this time with a guitar. Yes, it's gonna the be. The first crazy. time I did did Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and Sunday night I was wiped out because I sat in this chair for twelve hours, three days straight, talking about people's comments. So That's how I feel going it. to a con. We just do it two days now. You know, because three days was crazy. Yeah. But hey, um, trial by fire for Greg. It's his fault. He set it up. Hey, I'm I'm watching him. I just my only suggestion is to keep it all on one stream 
so that people don't have to keep going out, coming back in, trying to find you. They don't know where you're at. And sharing your thing to 10 groups 10 times during the day is kind of spamming. If you share it to a month in the morning, people can find it all day long. He's going for banning after this weekend. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely going to get like in jail again on Facebook. See? Right. See? That's why, you need, that's why you need to stay on Instagram, Greg. That's right. <laughs> where they don't ban. you get banned over there? <laughs> I have got banned for messaging too many people. Yeah. They're like, All right. you're a robot. I'm not going to keep Greg. Uh, nine o'clock for me, guys. Yeah. Come back and hang out because yeah. it's going to be really stupid and funny. Greg, thanks for having me, bro. Thank you, Greg. Yeah. Go, go eat. Go eat, man.